Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a brain where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. It is a great honor to welcome our featured guest. This is a person who's had a significant impact on my life in a number of different ways. I'd say he's one of the most driven individuals I've ever come across. He has a vision of success and a uh, method of telling stories and an overall perspective on the world that I want to bring him to your attention because I hopefully he'll have any kind of positive impact on you the way he's had on me. His name is Michael Levine. He is, he, they've called him the Michael Jordan of entertainment PR. He's represented 58 Academy Award winners. He's also a best-selling author. One of his books that had a significant impact on me was called Broken Windows, Broken Business. And this book entailed the idea that all these businesses, you can tell if they're good or not based on uh, little changes and subtle things. You can learn more about Michael by going to his website at BoundlessMediaUSA.com. Michael, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for that very kind introduction, Ryan. And thank you so much for sharing your valuable audience with me. You have really built this uh, podcast into something significant, far in excess of what I thought you could achieve. And I'm very, very, very proud of you. Thank you so much. It means the world. <laughs> so um, I would say real quick, many years ago, I came to you because I wanted you to be my mentor. And it was, was worth it because you were so you had such a unique perspective. and You were doing things that were very different from your perspective. What do you define? as success in today's world and is there a particular reason why uh, more people are not reaching the levels of success that they should be yeah so look um ryan i start but not everyone would would agree with this but i start with a perspective that we we're put on this earth by God or some other force, the universe. If you don't like the word God, we can use universe. Anyone. We were put on this earth, delivered here, um, and each of us were given a different set of cards, a different set of problems, a different set of gifts. And 
I then argue or or th- believe that whatever the cards we've been given, whatever the the gifts we've been given, success becomes our task. The task of success becomes how do we take these these gifts, these challenges, minimize our challenges, maximize our uh, assets. So obviously, if you are born into this world as a five foot four male, you are likely not going to be on the NBA. But that does not mean that God doesn't have another opportunity or plan for you that could be far greater than playing basketball. So the task, I guess, of success, or what is success, the task of life is to find out who you are and who you yearn to be. What gifts were you given? What liabilities were you given? And who do you yearn to be? You are. We are here on the planet, the terrestrial planet, for a relatively short period of time, which, as you're going through it, doesn't feel short. When you're 19, 20, 17, 21, 31, you think life will go on forever. But in the end, we're really only here for a relatively short period of time. And everyone that ever born has met the same fate they don't live you don't live forever so the question becomes or my question becomes what does one want to do in the relatively short period of time that you're on the planet uh to maximize your gifts and minimize your liabilities and as we as you and it's different for each person right Not every person has been born to be as rich as Elon Musk. Not every person is born uh, or created to be as successful as Oprah Winfrey or whatever, you know, whoever you want to use as an eye or musically talented as Lennon and McCartney. Uh, But that doesn't mean that you don't have a gift and, and, how do you maximize your gifts and minimize your liabilities becomes the journey of success for me. And also liberate yourself from the tyranny of mediocrity. Awesome. I love that. Right. There being a person who gets to the end of their life, and and says, I was a mediocre person. I was a mediocre father. I was a mediocre uh, uh, you know, carpenter. I was a medi- I was just a mediocre. This sounds to me very tyrannical and terrible. It, it just doesn't sound in any way inspiring. So anyway, those are some random thoughts. But uh, it is money is not the only currency by which we judge success i have met some exceeding as you have brian Mm. 
we have met some exceedingly wealthy jackasses. We have met people, cab drivers who are not terribly affluent, who have a certain street wisdom to them that's remarkable. Um, so it, it's not only financial success. How many cars can you have? That's, that's, that's you know, once money is one measure. It's not insignificant and unimportant, but it's it's also not defining in my mind. I appreciate you sharing that answer and um, definitely share a, a similar perspective about mediocrity as to how the slogan, I would write it down all the time, mediocrity is unacceptable. And I remember you told me something years ago. Good enough is not good. It, <laughs> well, let, let me say it this way, and I, I like your slogan. Good enough should not be good enough. If you're going big places in your relatively short period of time here on this earth, you should adopt Ryan's slogan. Good enough is not good enough. You're better than that. You can be better than that. Also, for you and I, Ryan, you know, we won by being born here in America. We won the ovarian lottery. Now, the ovarian lottery means that when you were born here in America, Ryan, there was a one in 30 chance that you would be born in America. Same for me. 29 out of 30 people born at the same day, same month, same year as you were not born in America. We won the ovarian lottery in terms of opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean our country isn't going through a terrible, terrible, terribly difficult time right now. But in terms of opportunity, it still remains, at least at this moment, a precious gift where you're you're as good as you 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 can go as far as you want if you're willing to pay the price which is often very steep in terms of time and effort i remember taking some things away from you earlier years of my life i'd say in my 20s you had a formidable impact on work ethic my father was very driven. You were also very driven, but you just had this incredible tenacity. And I asked you a question one time. I said, what is it about your experience in life that has made you great? And one thing you, you said, you said one word, you said pain. And I never understood that fully until many years later. when I had realized that some of the hardest experiences that I've had in life were the greatest catalysts for growth and for change. Yes. And it's true. You, from your perspective, people respect wisdom. Human beings, the, everybody listening to the show is a human being. In the end, humans, people respect wisdom, but obey pain. Oh. And so now the question becomes when we obey pain, do we obey it for good or for bad? Right. So if you have tremendous anxiety, pain, one possibility is you could use that pain as a tool 
to find out why am I hurting so? What can I do to change that? Another possibility is to go to a bar and get loaded. And plenty of people take that second choice. And, and it works. The, the alcohol or the drugs work for a period of short period of time, but the price is never worth it. And so there we are. Well, how did you become the individual you are when you grew up and you had dyslexia? And this is kind of interesting that I know three or four other people who are very successful that have had dyslexia. And it was different because back in your day, because people were saying that you were stupid or they would say all kinds of horrible Lazy. things. Yeah. And how do you take that, um, that really, I would say, traumatizing experience converted and to become formidable and to become confident? Like, how do you overcome something like that at such an early age? You know, Ryan, such an interesting question, and I've grappled with it, and I don't have a very satisfactory answer for you, but I, I pose this as a observation. You know, Ryan, all human beings, or virtually all human beings, undergo in their life, some in early life, some in later life, a trauma of some type, a 9-11 type incident where they are the building and the plane hits them. Now, some people undergo that at youth, you know, six years old, five years old, nine years old, uh, three years old. And some people undergo it at 40 or 60. Or, you know, they have a, gold, a golden path and then they get a divorce in later life. And what statistics teach us um, is that most people after the trauma and virtually all people have a, a, a trauma. Now some get, you know, some <laughs> get a much worse than others, right? Let's not equate, you know, uh, breast cancer with a uh, boyfriend or girlfriend breaking up with you. I mean, let, let's put it in perspective, but we all have a trauma. Now, what happens to, I don't know, maybe 90% of people who have a trauma, and we all have a trauma, is that the 90% find themselves paralyzed by the trauma, impeded by the trauma, uh, stuck by the trauma. The trauma becomes a ghost that somehow impedes their progress or shuts them down and puts them on a bad path. And then 10%, strangely, same trauma, exact same incident, take the fuel of the trauma, the gasoline of the trauma, and they turn it into a rocket fuel that strangely becomes an advantage. The disadvantage turns into an advantage. Now, then, of course, you as a brilliant uh, observer says, well, why is that true? Why do 90% stall and 10% excel? And the answer is we don't know. Uh, I have had people in, you know, to say that some people with dyslexia use it as a tool of success is, 
is statistically true, but not most, not most. (laughs) See, only about 10% take a trauma and then use it for extraordinary means. And we don't know why, just like we don't know why in certain people. I, I mean, the world is filled with mystery and we don't have answers to all things. Now we have some answers, but you know, people in your life, you have met people. I've met people who have smoked cigarettes all their life for 50 years and never developed any cancer at all. On the other hand, we know people who've never smoked a cigarette in their life and they've developed lung cancer, like uh, Christopher Reeves' wife, I believe. Venable. So it's and and if you said to a doctor, doctor, how could that be? How could that be? That doesn't make any sense. The doctor, if they were had any integrity, would say, we don't know. We don't know. No. So. Hey, Michael, I'm sorry we just got frozen for one second. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Thank you for your answer. And when you've looked at your career, you see that you had a unique upbringing and now you're in a position where you are the number one, number two person in the ears of some of those powerful people in the entertainment industry. You're actively guiding them in your in their careers. Where does that wisdom and guidance come from? How can you get to observation? You know, Ryan, I have told you, I've told anyone who listen, I have said this publicly in my speaking, I speak a fair amount publicly. Mm. And it sounds kind of goofy and an attempted humor, but I mean it. And what I've said to you and I'm saying to the listeners of this show, dear friends, I promise you, I'm not very bright. I'm not very bright, but I am above average at watching what bright people do. And damn it, that's been a pretty good help tool. Watching what bright people do and observing what bright people do has been very good, particularly for someone who's not very bright like myself. On the other hand, it's a great in addition to my being above average at watching what bright people do, I think I'm even a little bit better at watching what dopey people do. And you know something? That's been even more important. Watching and observing, training one's eyes to watch people who are tremendously successful and who are tremendous underachievers can be very enlightening right? what are some of the biggest differences well that's a great see oh god you ask such good questions Thank you. people of great success do think differently act differently walk differently eat differently read differently speak differently let me give you an example this is a very very small one but it's an everyday example Now, I'll walk into Starbucks with you, Ryan, Mm -hmm. and we will be in Starbucks. And the barista behind the counter, usually a young person, 
we'll, we'll ask for our order. We'll give our order. The order will be delivered to us, and we will say to the barista, thank you very much. Now, the barista is often 22, 23, 24, uh, and we will say thank you very much. Now, what should the young barista say in reply to our thank you reading? Uh, You're welcome and smile. You're welcome. You're welcome. And smile. You're welcome. Now, here's a test for the listeners. What almost always does the young barista of today say? Well, very often they don't say you're welcome. They say, "Uh uh-huh, yup, no problem, no worries. Now, that's different language, isn't it? You're welcome is a different way of responding than yup or no problem. Now, the question becomes, if you continue to speak that way for the next five years, will it help you, hurt you, or have no impact? Well, I would argue that if you continue to speak with yup or no worries or no problem or uh uh-huh, Over the next five years, it's going to have a very, very deleterious impact on your life. And if you learn to speak and think uh, with, you're welcome. It's also going to have a tremendously positive impact on your life. So there's just a, and and your your listeners can test this out. In the next 30 days, walk into a coffee shop and say to a young person, You're welcome. Uh, uh, Thank you very much. Thank you. And see what they say and watch. Um, So success requires a different philosophy. Let me give you another example, Ryan. And you know this from working with your firm has so many young people working with you throughout the years. Let's observe two different philosophies. Now, this is also a game that our listeners can play. Here's philosophy one. If that's all they're going to pay me, that's all I'm going to do. See, that's philosophy one. That is the average person in America has that philosophy. If they're only going to pay me minimum wage, I'm only going to give them minimum effort. That's the average American mindset today, sadly. Here's another philosophy. I don't give a damn what they pay me, including nothing. I will always do my best because each day, each week, each month, I am going to make an investment in my own personal growth. Now, those are two different philosophies. One is extremely popular, the first one. The second one is extremely unpopular. But the question is not which is popular and which is not popular. The question, which one is going to best serve you in the long run? And I would suggest that philosophy, too, would serve you. 
Uh, I think it, it also echoes what Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, says that he, the people who are very wealthy, they invest a lot of time and energy in, into education. And there you go. Speaking of education, work harder uh, on yourself than your job. Robert Kiyosaki is terrific hmm. because he tells people the undiluted truth. Now, you may not like it real well, hmm. but guess what? Gravity doesn't really give a damn what you like. It works whether you believe in it or not. If you take a set of car keys, put them in your hand, drop them to the ground, and as you release them from your hand, say, I don't believe in gravity. Gravity doesn't really care what you believe. And that's why Mr. Kiyosaki and many others are such gifts They've been they've been put here in certain ways to remind us about the path forward, whether it's and it's not easy. I don't want to lie to you. None of these six. There's no success secrets that are easy. They may be simple, but they're not easy. It's a lot of effort in I want to pivot to. Well, two of your books, one of your books, Charming Your Way to the Top, that definitely had a big impact. But your book, The uh, Broken Windows, Broken Business, which has just been re-released, it's a fantastic business book. We'll post a link to it. This is something I recommend all people read because I think it goes well beyond business. And it goes about who you are. Mm-hmm. I said, one of the details is I learned, it was a very painful lesson I learned, is that I did an event one time and I wasn't wearing a tie and I didn't want to wear the tie. And I, the pictures yeah. came out and I can't use the yeah. pictures because I was, I've always worn a tie yeah. since then. And I've taken such attention yeah. to the details about how, who I am. And also, when I go to my website, if I notice there's even a small little grammatical error, like a period yeah. of that, by fixing it. It so, sends a signal to your you brain, know, psychic signal that... Uh, Listen, if you walk into a restaurant, you go into the bathroom and the the bathroom is dirty, you have every right to believe that maybe that kitchen's not too clean. If you go onto an airplane, you pull that coffee tray down and there's an uncleaned coffee spot on the tray. You have every right to believe, you know, maybe that engine maintenance isn't being done quite as well as they could or should. Little details matter a lot, and people um, see little things, and they matter tremendously. Perception creates reality much more today, in today's world, much more than reality creates perception. You were sharing that, and when you look at someone, when you make an initial assessment, in the first five seconds, what are a couple of things that kind of stand out at you? What are a few things that a person can do to immediately begin to fix their windows, their broken windows? Well, I mean, look, Ryan, I'm not going to say anything particularly brilliant right now, but Mm -hmm. it is so clear that when you go out into the world in America today, And you look into the faces of people in their 20s or even sometimes in their 30s. You see such a lack of social skill. I've said that 
too often when I go into restaurants and I see young people working in restaurants, so many of them look constipated to my mind. Mm. They just don't look happy. They look bothered to be there. So what's one thing that we can do immediately? I think you hit it earlier, didn't you? Smile. Say hello. Say good morning. Um, say welcome. Say how are you today? Um, and of course, any of the vast listenership you have can go out into the world in the next week, next seven days, and just look, go into the supermarket. Look at the faces of young people or most people. Not all, it's it 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 was is most pronounced with young people. Terrible. I mean, they're yeah. just terrible social skills. They don't like looking in the eye. They don't like saying hello. They're they've lost their lives through texting. You know, Ryan, I've said something that almost every young person thinks is outrageous and absurd. But I'll try it out on you just yeah. for fun. Okay, just, just for fun. I honestly believe that if most people reduce their texting by 95%, their life would improve. Now, I understand that young people hear that and they say, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? What are you talking about? I have to text. But I mean what I'm saying. If you reduced your texting by 95%, your life would improve. Why would it improve? Well, because you would begin, you would be forced to begin a journey of human interaction, not responding to the world with a dictionary of emojis. The world is not going to be a better place and you're not going to be a better person by having a emoji arsenal that you use hourly. <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen such, I don't know what else to say. I, now I understand that young people hear this and they think, oh, you're a crack, you're crazy. You're an old, crazy man. Perhaps, or perhaps not. We'll get a lot, let you decide. I don't think you're an old, crazy man. I think you are brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I've learned so much from you, and I continue to learn from you to this day. Ladies well, and you're very kind. And I, from you, you have been, you know, at, it's so interesting. Life is so interesting. Mm -hmm. At some point, sometimes, at some point, the student becomes the teacher. Isn't that interesting? You know, you may identify to your listeners that you, when we met, were the student. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't even recall it fully that way, but... but 2004, you, I reached out to you and I said, Michael, I'm a fan of PR. I'm a fan of your books. And I created a website for you. And you yeah. miraculously get on the phone with me. Yeah. So, but now the student has become the teacher. Uh, 
do I know more about certain aspects of life than you? Perhaps. But let's ask another question. Let's reverse the question. Which one of us knows more about building a internationally successful podcast, you or I? Well, that would probably be you, dear friend. You're going to get there. You're getting there. Perhaps. Perhaps I will. But as a student, sometimes becomes the teacher. It's just all so interesting. Anyway, it's an honor to talk to you, dear friend. Thank you for sharing your audience. My my pleasure. And everyone, Michael Levine, you can learn more about him by going to his website at boundlessmediausa.com. Highly recommend checking out his books. We'll post links. Michael, thank you so much as always. And I consider you a dear friend and love you. And thank you. Well, I'm very, very appreciative. And uh, I would like to say to the, all the people that are going to hear this that I will never have the chance to meet lightly. I challenge you, dear friend, to take some of the ideas that we've talked about. Ryan has asked some good questions, and we've come across some maybe inconvenient thoughts. And I challenge you, I dare you to think about them a second time. Try them out, think about them, observe the world, watch what you see, see if we're not in more agreement than maybe it might have seemed initially. Maybe at first you thought, this is nuts. But then you come to say, you know, I actually find myself in an agreement with this. So, anyway, God bless, Ryan. You too, Michael. Thank you so much. Michael was great. Thank you so much. Bye, buddy. Bye, Bye. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest. And special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor. Miss Constance Dallas and our social producer Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take good care and thank you so much for listening. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.